0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 64 of the Bonehead Podcast where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Bloodtithe Ben. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, BT? I'm doing very, very good. How you man, doing?
1: I'm all right, man. How's the real world? Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. I had a, I got a brand new desk uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> and my mates, his, his office is moving. They're clearing them all out. And he was like, does anyone want a free desk? Like, yes, right in there. Um, it's great. I've got, like, I, I used to have quite a small IKEA one. And it would, like, once my monitors are on there and I have, like, a work laptop, there was like no room whatsoever and like the keyboard was like hanging off the edge but this is like one and a half times the size and now i can have like i've got like a dedicated hobby space like right next to it now Ooh, so i can just sort of like slide nice. to the left and i'm hobby in hobby mode uh yeah i love it it's it's cha- it's a game changer the ikea one was it like four foot by two foot yeah yeah probably was about that i think that's literally what i'm running here <laughs>
0: has it got like the screw on legs It's Ikea. They've They've all got screw-on legs. legs. They're all held together (laughs) by by wishes. This one I've got here was one of the most weird and complicated pieces of ikea furniture imaginable like the legs there's like a side panel that goes on at the same time to each of the legs it was very overcomplicated. there's like a bolt that goes in at oh, a 45 wow. degree angle it was really aggravating when i had to take it down and put it back together again when we moved house yeah i was like the hell is-? i just nearly just bought another one and left it there um <laughs> But... No, this one i had it was basically just a plank of wood where you screw some legs in like they've just <laughs> <hold it. laughs> oh that's the dream that's the best kind uh groovy okay so we're both good we're both alive uh ben what are we mm. chatting about today on episode 64.
1: uh today we're going to be talking about death zone speculation so what we think is going to be coming up in the death zone talk about franchise leagues and the usual games hobby and star players
0: absolutely so games workshop has spoiled their next release which is going to be the death zone and in their article they talked about a few things that are going to be in there so we're going to have a chat about those things what they look like and what the potential impact could be and then i got myself involved in a thing on fumble that i think is very cool and ben and i've talked about uh, themed leagues before so i thought we'd talk about franchise leagues um, which revolve around having specific teams and the coaches change who run those teams so instead of like we're going to build a lustrian team it's i'm going to pick up this team and it ties in really well to something like dungeon bowl where they've got like franchise teams and the coaches change um and yeah i've got myself in a very interesting position where i'm now the yuan jin head coach and it's just really cool so i thought we could talk about it um because there's a there's definitely an unexplored element of blood Bowl there for me anyway um so yeah thought it'd be cool right then onwards to news Okay, so it's Blood Bowl news, but we do actually have a couple of things to talk about. But the first one we thought we'd check in on the Princesses Got Angry Kickstarter that we had a look at last week. Um, This one features some Disney style princesses and it has destroyed its goal. And this is why I thought we'd talk about again, because this one's come in with an £85 goal and is now 264 backers deep uh, at £7,500. I, I mean, that's like insane. That is an that's, insane. That's
1: really good for like one of these sort of like quite niche miniature releases. Seriously niche. That's, it's really
0: it's nearly a hundred times defeated its goal. However, the goal was really, 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 really low. Like shockingly low. And um, it's just—is it just STLs? I can't remember. We actually looked at this.
1: I think it was just STLs. Yeah, which is really interesting for it to just like smash this or just files um because yeah it's like this shows that people out there wow are either having their own printers or being able to get them way more easily you know
0: so um the, there's a fantasy football dwarf team that we did have a look at last episode which is quite interesting it's definitely uh stylized i think is what we would normally say uh, i'm not a massive fan but like the quality the, the sculpting is it's um uh it's been well executed. But you know, eleven pounds for a dwarf team, you know, with the complete resin stuff, It's that's I mean that's basically what you'd pay for a couple of miniatures on Mini Factory. So Yeah, definitely. Or that's a Patreon for one month, you know? Yeah and, and yeah. that's I mean, there's um there's another one going on at the moment, which is a ten millimeter lizard um thing for Warmaster. And hidden in there is a, a lizard man team. It's it's finished funding now, otherwise I would I didn't notice. I just didn't notice. It was like twenty quid for STLs for the team, which I thought was a bit much, but actually oh, man. Actually that's that's fine, isn't that's it? Pretty,
1: yeah, I would pay that. Like you are mostly paying for the art anyway, right? So <laughs> yeah. if you're printing it for yourself as well, it's not gonna cost you that. It doesn't cost that
0: much to print. Uh, no, it but doesn't, yeah. not at that point. That's about yeah. the it same costs, time it as costs the game's game willpower. <laughs> oh, doesn't it just
1: prices in the willpower <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah i mean you and i were having a chat with yeah. triplo today weren't we because he's thinking about getting a resin printer and um it's yeah, like be yeah. careful friend. yeah <laughs> both both of us both you and i are currently not using our printers because of repeated failed prints and it's like yeah. uh, Good timing. i'll do
1: it tomorrow like you can, <laughs> you, when you first get one you sort of print and it's just like wow i can do like a whole team for like 20p and then And then you're like, oh, no, wait, because each attempt is 20p, and it takes 10 attempts to get something you're happy with. But this this is the
0: worst thing, is that still, at £2, it's bargain. It's just not quite the bargain you thought it was versus the upfront cost. Like, it's the cost of four full RRP third-party Blood Bowl teams. And there are definitely times where I'm just like, I really just wish I could pay someone £20 to make this model for me and send it to me. (laughs) It's often worth it, Yeah. yeah. You get a failed print, and you're looking at Forge World prices, and you're like, I, "That's fine, <laughs> forty yeah. pounds for a zone? yeah, that's okay, that's okay, whatever." <laughs> yeah, let's do this, let's do this. Anyway, which this it came assembled, though? was
1: that I sorry. I wish it came assembled though. That's the only that's the downside.
0: Well, that's the outrageously lush thing about the Gribo stuff, which we'll talk about in a second, because. Mm-hmm. that does come assembled anyway so yes this eight days to go i just wanted to put a reminder out there because it will be closing at friday march 26th so um if you want some crazy dwarves or some very crazy disney princesses with chainsaws go check it out um that does bring us on to the grebo dwarves so if you follow our youtube uh you may have seen we got our a preview copy of the team that we got to do an unboxing for and a review and i had a wonderful time making graphics and stuff and um the team is amazing so this is up on on kickstarter now they are the thunder cougar falcon beards dwarves for fantasy football and it is by the mighty Grebo games they've already got nearly 600 backers and are at 56,000 of a goal of 2500 so Gribo. Have set their goal here on this Kickstarter at two thousand five hundred. We've seen other Kickstarters that have more a higher goal than that for companies that aren't Grebo for models that are not this good. But Ben, what did I? What do you think of this team?
1: These are my favorite dwarf miniatures, hands down. Like full stop, dwarf miniatures for anything. I and I'm I'm not just saying that. Like I absolutely adore. The style and just like the chunkiness. It's just it's just so nice. And the way Gribo render their stuff, they're like, first of all, they have their like player splash screens they do, which are kinda of like renders. Yeah. And then also have yeah. the photographs alongside it, which Look, look like renders than the renders.
0: Well <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is it. I've got I've got this up on the screen yeah. right now. It's the, the picture of the death roller and the blocker and stuff. And it looks like a render, but it isn't. It is mm. actually the stuff. Um, and having seen the stuff in person, it is exactly this good, and it just comes ready to go. Like uh, I, I took a, a dry, heavy dry brush, this one here, my large dry brush, because there was a bit of um of dust of like you know when you get a bit of liquid resin and it dries, it creates a little bit of dust if it's not cleaned 100%. There was a little mm-hmm. bit of dust on it. Okay, that was it, and there was two tiny supports bear in mind there's what 17 miniatures and a death roller which did come in multiple parts and there was two supports to remove and the rest of them just needed a bit of a dusting you don't even need to clean them that was it like it it, it, the team took seven minutes to put together it's such a huge advantage it's crazy i i
1: i'm trying to put together my nurgle team also from greebo still great models but (laughs) it's that there's a lot of work that goes into that and you've got a gap fill you've got to like some of the arms that are kind of like if you put them together don't stick properly so you've got to kind of construct around it it's a lot of work comparatively and it doesn't look as good so it's like
0: yeah oh man. man this this team so it's um it is. It is stylized very much like their Black Orcs. They've got a kind of. Uh, I, I'm going to say it, depending on how you feel about it, it might upset you, but it's a kind of a World of Warcraft. Feel. Oh, entirely, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Super like um, Dark Iron, the Dark yeah. Iron Dwarves yeah. for Warcraft. Yeah,
0: uh, these and the Black Orcs. Uh, just they, they are. They are. Whoops, I've screwed that up a little bit. Um, it's, they are style. They are stylistically cartoony a little tiny bit, but. Smacking them on the table next to other Blood Bowl miniatures, there's no problem at all. At all. Like Absolutely. they scale well. The detail is phenomenal. I'm having a great time painting mm. them. Like they're just lovely to paint. And I mean, I think you and I said it last last episode, Ben, that this is, just seems to be like dwarf month. Um because we've got this yeah. Kickstarter landing and it's gonna be it's gonna be dispatched in June because they've already got the models. And we know that because We've already got the models, you know, they're already, they've hit all the stretch goals. They've designed all the stretch goals. Hey, we're on the Kickstarter. Nice. Um, And uh, it's just, yeah. Anyway, we we need to talk through price. So the price, uh, which is the price? I think I've already. Yeah, here we go. So um, this is the one I have selected, but how do I select a different one? Can we see the price? No all right baffling anyway i backed the uh first 24 hours one oh three hours to go that's why the other one isn't there uh and it came in at 79 euros or 68 pounds for two runners two blitzers two slayers an odin which is a massive death roller dude um that i think mm-hmm. best described as if uh dr robotnik was a dwarf yeah <laughs> And had, and had tiny legs with the, with the roller thing. Uh, one rumdo silver spine and ten blockers. Plus stretch goals. And there's a ton of stretch goals. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, it's just a billion players. Like a billion players. And that massive big dude. And then you get the turn marker, the cheerleader, the fan with cup, the extra lineman. I don't know why you need an extra lineman. You've already got ten. Uh, fan with a barrel. Balls, a referee. Thunder Cougar stunned prone markers a dwarf coach. Now I believe there's some add-ons that you can actually pay to get, and I think going to have to up the it. yeah, as because those stars are absolutely awesome. Yeah, um, what have they got? They've got the apothecary. The mage is cool. One the bribe is cool. Is
1: it Got like a knife.
0: Let's have a look. Let's have a look. to start at the top. There's uh, don't know what that means. What they, Aramore. Or, or or volcano basically a barrack far blast guy uh there's mm-hmm. brozar nightfall which is scroll kicking the football that is awesome i love that yeah uh skull thing uh Hurric Hammerfist, which is a grim iron jaw he looks beast uh demolition Garfun, uh who is i don't know he's just got two bombs and he's going crazy there's a master there's rumbo silver spike he's got a chain axe that's just one of my favorite models ever. Um, and interestingly, there's a fanatic as well. Um, and yeah, there's a Carla or Shyla Night Hunter. I don't know if that's a new one for the Kickstarter or whether that's just from their range because uh, the mountain is from the range. But anyway, you've got these extras, including the Odin arms. Uh, this is what I really love is there's alternate arms for the Death Roller. Yeah. Um, extra runners, name plates, which are quite cool. Anyway, there's just an absolute ton of stuff. For £68, you get a full dwarf team which i appreciate is more than games workshops because quite frankly the games workshop dwarf team is pretty good the death it is ro- pretty good the death roller is 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 questionable the ones from games workshop and that's about what 45 pounds i think is it's for drops yeah all mm-hmm. right so uh, how much is a dwarf team It's like 24 pounds 25 pounds now so 70 pounds for a games workshop team 68 pounds for the grebo team um and i just and you get a full 16 well, you get more 17. than 16 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get like yeah like 20 dudes uh, really impressed really impressed with the actual models they, they clean up well they paint beautifully they've got a good size to them i'm just i'm just all in but i am confused because the, the games virtual one's good the Gribo one is fantastic the punga one that's halfway out now is awesome as well um mm. and i've still got the fanath team which i love with all of my heart
1: yeah so for sport for choice of dwarves um it's i I really do wish the roster was a little bit more enticing um yeah yeah maybe we'll have to come out with some some fun dwarf rules which we might be able to talk about later (sighs) absolutely Um, yeah i have just backed it (laughs) because <laughs> that's all there's two
0: hours to go so yeah there's 14 days to go on the Kickstarter as Ben said that's the first 24 hour thing that's um, that will be yeah. closed but it's uh, closing on Wednesday March the 31st so you got to the end of the month to back it if you, d- regardless of how you feel about dwarves they're just lovely they're really impressed with the miniatures um, and yeah so Thunder Cougar Falcon Beards dwarves for fantasy football Probably the best Kickstarter I've seen for a while. Um, Yeah. We want to skip that. And we want to go to this. So I'm about to show a thing, Ben, which is not a lot of use. But I'm just going to show it on the YouTube because it is the Vortice Miniatures preview. Have you had a chance to see this at all today? I didn't see this. Okay. So there's not really a huge amount to see. There's a nine-second video, and in the video it shows Castle Gates with two Grim Reapers above it. And um, it's just called New Campaign Coming Soon, posted by Vortice Miniatures. Now, Vortice Miniatures are the guys who did the... um, They've done a load of stuff, to be fair, but most recently the Death Kings Guardians, which was the Kemri team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of cartoony as well. So they've posted this video today saying there's a new project going. We've nearly finished sending out all your stuff for the old one I'm thinking, please bring me Camry and they're going to be going for a new one, so I've messaged them already to say, you need to tell us more, this is not enough, Um, because I don't know, it could just be uh, because they've got a a castle It, it could just be a stadium like, it could be a stadium, it could be an undead team which would make sense given what they do it could be anything at all but I just thought it was worth a shout out Taking a leaf out of Games Workshop's book,
1: doing <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. sneaky previews where you don't really know what it is, and then you get you get another another piece of the puzzle. So slowly, slowly.
0: Wh- What I would love to see is a third party manufacturer saying that they're doing an announcement in a couple of like, it oh, Yeah, that's for Games Workshop. <laughs> like, guys, two weeks Saturday we're going to do an announcement of an announcement, and everyone goes crazy. <laughs> An announcement for the pre-order. Yeah. Oh man. Every Sunday I get so excited because I because there's a chance that maybe in a week's time I can pre-order something to come out a week later. <laughs> like oh, ah. Yeah. Every Sunday I'm like right six o'clock refresh 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 ah oh, it's forty k again next week. Um it's like oh <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just absolutely great. It's like
1: the Super Bowl where everyone gets really excited to be advertised to. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really good fun. It's
0: just that excitement. It's yeah. like, hey, here's some stuff you can maybe buy in the future. So, yeah, Vortice coming soon. Um, yeah i think that's all the miniatures news we had princesses Gribo vortice yep so that wraps up uh the blood bowl news we just got a couple of things to go through first of all i want to say a big thank you to all of you who support us through the patreon um we massively appreciate your help it means we can do cool stuff um, we try very hard to get all our content out early to the patrons uh, and we also do monthly competitions as well so uh, we've just wrapped up a uh mixed team kind of mini competition uh, which is pretty sweet and just want to say hello and thank you to our new patrons uh, David Spence, Stu Stevenson, David Nicholas Mitchell and Gary Doggerty so thank you very much for supporting us and the many other people as well it's awesome we massively appreciate your support um, and it's great to have a little uh, a very budding and very uh, vocal community where I can go to for, for feedback about what we're doing and stuff so big thank you to everybody who supports us on there Should we talk about the competition now, Ben? Is that this is is, 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 is the right time? Yeah, the right time. Okay, cool. Yeah, good fun. So, we do a monthly competition on the Patreon. It's the middle of the month now. We haven't announced anything, and the reason for that is because we are going to do another competition. So we've wrapped up our painting competition. And uh, it's time for something else. So had a chat with Punga and Punga have cleared us to do this. So that's why I've been kind of waiting. Um, it's because I want to make sure that they are OK with this. What we are going to do is we're going to have a team design competition. We'll go into it in a second. And the winner will win a 3D printed Punga dwarf team. OK, so I know there's a Grevo team going on and it's an incredible Kickstarter. But Punga are going through their patron and uh, they've done half the dwarf team this month. The rest of the team is going to come out at the end of the month, which means just in time for us to kind of wrap up the competition and get them printed. Um, we would like to do this. And the competition is going to be it's something that we, in, we talked about last week. We talked about many, many times before. We've got this cracking situation right now where there's like seven dwarf teams that you want to run. But like Ben said, the mm. roster is not massively exciting. They're all the same team, and there's not really a lot you can do with it there's two choices you run a dwarf team or you take a death roller and lose the game okay that's that's it those are two choices and they're not great got us talking about things we've spoken about before so this is going to be an adjusted roster competition so what we want you to do is take any roster that's already there in blood bowl and tweak it to make it different to make it play different whether it's thematic or from a gameplay point of view, we want you to come up with what you think would be a cool addition to the team, whether it's in a limited environment. So I was thinking, for starters, like a dwarf kingdoms league okay where you've got one team where there's no runners but extra slayers that kind of thing or a skaven under league where actually this team's got no blitzers but they've got extra gutter runners or you know they've got a warp fire thrower in it basically we just want you to come up with a team with an adjustment, whether it's just the number of positionals or uh, added a new positional or something like that, but based on one of the 29 rosters that are out at the moment. I figure that's a pretty good place to start. And just, uh, yeah, let your creative juices flow. uh, So, yes, what is it I've called it? An Adjusted Roster Design Competition. We're launching it now here on this episode, which obviously the patrons will get first, and we're going to do one winner from our patron, and one winner from everybody else in the world, and you'll both get the same prize, which is a printed dwarf team by me or Ben, depending on which one of us loses rock, paper, scissors, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which one of us fixes our printer first. Um, to be fair, yeah. I've already printed um, a team of what we've got already and uh, need to do a little review video of these guys because they are very, 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 very cool as well. So, yes, you really are, yeah. uh, I just thought it would be cool. And we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks time on the podcast. No, a couple of episodes time. So closing date will be the 10th of April. It's a Saturday, I think. And that gives me and Ben a good few days to go through the entries and then chat about it on the podcast before we release that episode, which will be on the 17th. So winner announced on the 17th, get your entries into us by the 10th, please. And I'll do a splash somewhere else. So you can see what our competition is going to be. So, yeah, I thought we'd do that. I thought it'd be cool. Uh, i'm I'm really excited to see what everyone comes up with and Mm. Mm. then yeah the last thing to mention is the story competition you guys do keep asking about the pdf unfortunately i i didn't actually hear back from a lot of the people who sent the stories in and when i say a lot i mean we heard back from about a third and i didn't really want to put the pdf out with just a third of the entries um so give me a bit more time i'll go back and if you listen into this and i you you never got back to us or you didn't hear from us or something then let us know because we really want to share the stories but i didn't really want to do it with only 10 of the stories and and yeah just um give. i I haven't forgotten i just didn't want to release it half or a third done so that is why you guys haven't seen the story pdf um but i will chase everybody up and see what we can do because they're so cool I'm really cool but i refuse to share something that somebody has put their work into uh, without them being okay with it um and i don't know that's it didn't not feel right to me so i'm sorry if um you guys feel a bit let down that it hasn't been out yet it's just i don't want to i don't want to upset somebody who put so much time and effort into it um that so yes that's why i hope yeah. you understand right ben we have done news let's take a quick break and chat about hobby man And we're back, and it's hobby time. So, Ben, I know you've been having difficulties with the printer, so we'll we'll, we'll circle back round to that. What have you been hobbying?
1: Uh, I've been working on some orcs from RTLW. So I said when I'm done with the ogres, I will do some blood bowl, and I lied twice. I'm not done with the ogres, and I'm not doing
0: blood bowl. <laughs> I oh, just that, decided to pick up some 40k. That means you've only lied once, though. Because uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. you haven't broken the. When I finish this, I'll just so just if you never finish it, you can always paint whatever you want. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah.
1: There you go. I'm in perpetual, just do okay. what I want. Games lawyers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what happened with me, which is why I flit around from project to project and never really finish anything until there's a tournament or a YouTube series to film. That's 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 how that's how everything
1: goes. I I don't know how people finish things. I really don't. Yeah, I hate Plans that. respect for anyone who
0: finishes every <laughs> <laughs> And we see this on Whip Wednesday every now and again. Someone's like, hey, I competed with this team. And I'm like, what is that like? <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wicked. So those Artel W40K orcs are massive and awesome.
1: I love them so much. I, I've painted one about halfway through a second. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, I think the one I've painted is the best model i've painted. I'm so happy with it. It's like in front I have it sat on my desk and I'm just like I'm really chuffed with that. It took ages. It took like quite a few like about a week solid of painting. Oh, not solid because I waited quite a long time. <laughs> and ben Heller has drive, a job
0: as well. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good weeks nights work worth of painting, but yeah, they're they're, they're busy models. There's a lot going on. Um yeah, but they they're very very nice. And you say the, I think
0: best, the, the best model yeah. you've painted. And I've seen a lot of your painting stuff. It's really good. But this Orc is fantastic. I'll try and put it on the screen if I can remember, just so you, you guys can see. But the red is beautiful. The skin is beautiful. The grime is everywhere. It is awesome. And it sucks you've got another two to paint.
1: Um, another five.
0: Oh, my, <laughs> <six>. you, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's that's another two months sorted yeah yeah <laughs> how much how much are you airbrushing?
1: uh so i've got i've got a good method now so i basically did give it a and then i do the all the armor with a oh sorry i do the face with a green so I, I airbrush the green face on i could probably just paint that but it's quick with an airbrush but then i mask it um and then do all the armor with a red ink, and that lets the xenothil really shine through because ink is quite translucent. Oh, so, well, it's, it's thin. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite opaque, but it, when you have it thin, it's yeah, it's really good, really rich. So you get that really, really vibrant red. Um, and then I pretty much, you know, I do I fill in the metal gaps like all the trim, and then I pretty much cover it in black oil, black oil paint. In black oil paint. That's and just that, fancy agrax but yeah. It, it is, but it's <laughs> it, it settles differently. It's I try I tried a couple of things with the with the um second one where I had some of it matte and some of it glossed and it behaves so differently. So the ink normally dries gloss. And if you use the oil paint on that, it pretty much ignores the surface and seeps down into the recess. It's kinda of like how you want a wash to act. Um with the matte I've matte varnished it in advance, it sticks to it. And it just rhymes the hell out of it and I love it. So I pretty much covered it in matte varnish, uh, oil washed it with that and it just I well, kinda of, like stippled the oil wash on as well. So it's kind of controlled oil washing. Oh, but that must but, um, be
0: so satisfying. Like it really is. Adding weathering.
1: There
0: you go, then that's 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 part of this the, the time element there. But yeah, it's so like adding, <laughs> adding weathering is so satisfying. What I painted up our uh, Team Yankee stuff and flames of war stuff, like Mm-hmm. Here's green. Here's a little highlight of green, and then war happens, and you just add all the yeah. depth, and it just starts looking so good. And then you go back and touch up high points, and it just makes the whole model look super 3D. Yeah, oh, man. I absolutely love it. Well, I yeah, think it, it, it's it's a hobby. It you had, know? Um,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it it's kind of like you get you get the feeling when you do a model, and you kind of like look at it, and you think that makes me really happy. I kind of have that feeling with them. Yeah, it's just the sculpt is so nice. The I'm I'm really
0: proud of them. Yeah, I just I look at them and they make me happy. That's been my hobby. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, right, my hobby. I've been doing two main things. One is painting the dwarves from Gribo. Um, I just really love them. I have been chilled. Like I've, I'm I'm in the middle of a week's holiday at the moment, but I spent one day supporting with resourcing uh, and, and recruitment. Uh, i spent two days ba- two days basically in bed because i got ill because i'm off because that's just what happens when you when like it's a greenman tradition when you have time off you get poorly um and i i, I still i still <laughs> look bad like tiff was really sweet the other day she was like wow you look you, you look awful i'm like thank you Thank you. I'm very glad we're getting married in two months. That, that's really nice. Uh, and I still look, my eyes still look absolutely horrific. I look like Craig when he first had a child. Like, it's really bad. <laughs> so I've been, been doing some painting. I did have a whole day, when was it, Tuesday, and um, spent time working on the Engage rulebook, which was lovely. Like, I love the Blood Bowl stuff. I love the YouTube stuff we're doing. I love it all. And It was just wicked to just take a day and do something completely different, which is probably, you know, ties into why you're enjoying painting that Artel stuff so much. Um, Mm. One thing I didn't enjoy is that I found a bunch of cool spaceship models. I was like, these will be good for variety and printed them. And I went to look at the print plate today and the print plate was empty. Absolutely empty. And there's a little message on the screen saying print complete. And I'm like, brilliant. This print, yeah. So uh, I need to empty that out again. <laughs> Which is so... I did a print the other week and I, I took it off. And part of just a tiny corner of, of some of the little ships is just missing. It's just warped ever so slightly. Uh... And I was like, there's something wrong here. Um, and yeah, so I've had a couple of fail prints, so I'm gonna have to strip that again i might I don't have your patience, Ben. I might just sack it off and buy a couple more resin trays. It's a really, really, really wasteful way to do it, but I just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I will go in and I'll, I'll strip it out and I'll give it another go. I think I didn't level it. I think some, I think when I emptied it before, I must have just knocked it or something and it hasn't leveled right. Hopefully that's what it is. Because you don't normally get an entire fail if there's stuff in the bottom of the tray, do you? You get like chunks of it fails or bits yeah, missing yeah. where it hasn't been able to go all the way down. Uh, at, hey, there's always the chance that I just didn't make the print right either. There's some pre supported stuff in there because I, I always fill the tray, you know, I always fill the tray and, and it takes me like two yeah. hours to determine what to print. So I'm like, I'll just quickly put a print on. And then there's three inches left. And I'm like, oh yeah, what do I what do I have that I need to print? Do I want to print these Warmaster orcs? Do I want to print these mushroom men? Like I just I spend like ages trying to find stuff that I don't need, but because I refuse to put a print on. Uh, yeah. So um Yeah, yeah I'm trying to try and find
1: the balance between filling it is great when when your printer's working like back to back then you fill it yeah but i'm starting to try and find this balance now where i do like two or three things because then it's less waste and you feel less bad when stuff doesn't print yeah especially if it's half printed Like when it's half printed you gotta throw resin away that's that sucks um because that's actually like waste when it kind of sticks to the bottom you only lose a little bit it's just your time and effort that's gone but um
0: yeah yeah I think I think you're right. but I've been trying to print out some more Battlefleet Gothic stuff and everything. Um, I just... Oh, I was gutted. But I did, did some work on the rulebook. That was pretty fun. with painting the Grebo dudes. That's been great. Um, and I did actually get some Blood Bowl in. I played and lost two more games of Fumble to round out the league. My Slan team. Oh, love Slan, but they just got murdered in Week 6. Um, and I mean murdered like I had four players left and they did not uh. they did not recover like I lost two catches I lost a bunch of linemen I had five journeymen for one game and then my Croxagore got taken out missed next game as well so I had to play against Ian Triplow and his OWA team with no Crocsagore and he played a stonking game I was so impressed not with Ian Ian's very good but OWA aren't <laughs> but man he wrangled that team like it is, that team was a cohesive mess. Like with We were six weeks in, I think, six, seven weeks in. He had a bunch of skills on his guy and some guard and stuff. And, of course, guard you don't need to activate. You don't need to worry about Lono with guard. You don't have to worry about animosity with guard. So he just played them. Like this weird little band of combat guy. It was really, really good. I was really mm. impressed with OWA. Um, which led to me putting a poll out to see if people thought they'd got better or worse. And most people think they've got better. Um... Which is good. I mean, I think they might have those dwarf blockers getting losing dwarf blocker skills was a bit is a bit tough. But yeah. I dunno. I like Brawler. Um I think it's I think it's it's pretty good. Once you get some guard in there it's two die blocks, then they're basically black orcs. And everybody knows black orcs are great. So uh so yeah. Been doing some painting, been doing some chilling, got some new equipment, got a new camera as well, which the manufacturer got back to me because it wasn't working. I've got a fix, which is cool. So that should be able to sort out uh, one of the core bits of our um, our coverage rigging, basically. So we can get mm-hmm. a good shot of the camera. So that's pretty cool. We're working on that. So it's been it's been all right. It's been all right. Um, got some hobby on the go, and yeah, just going to chill out and paint those dwarves. I think for the rest of the week. What's um? That's good. So you're just going to spend time working on the on the Orky boys
1: yeah yeah um we do have uh blood bowl stuff coming up so i I kind of the you know i'm itching to get into some blood bowl honestly so i might do we might finish this one and then actually start working on some teams you know that we can maybe use for recording or ornaments and stuff um oh yeah. yeah i think it but i've got a big backlog of teams that are half painted or
0: barely started um so it'll be good to do that so what Ben's alluding to is the next kind of piece of YouTube that we're going to be doing. Um, so we put a vote out to everybody who's on our YouTube and uh, it was real close. It, it was almost Brexit margin, but uh, people want to see some 11s games. So we've got, we, we kind of been brewing up for a season. Uh, we've got to have Imperial Nobility. We've got to have the Black Orcs. We've got to have Snotlings. So that's four, that's three teams. And, uh, Ben and I had a chat and actually thought that Nurgle are an interesting team in this new meta because they got nerfed ever so slightly, but, you know, we need a mm-hmm. jolly good tier two team. Plus, you know, Ben was like, I've got a Nurgle team. I need to paint. Like, perfect. <laughs> For that's, reason. Yeah, So that's four teams. We're going to need some help choosing the two more because uh, we're going to have six in the season. So we're going to want to get these prepped and ready so that as soon as we are legally able to, we can start filming again. And... Um, it's not going to be very long. I can't remember what the actual timeline is for the rule of six indoors. I think that might be May, but that's—it's uh, not very long away at all. And I know that because I'm getting married in May, so it's—it's uh, <laughs> it's really not. Around very fast. One, two, yeah. three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Whoa! Get married nine weeks uh, on Saturday. Damn! I, I should probably get a suit. Um <laughs> <laughs> Tiff's organised. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Tiff and I have this agreement where we don't worry about it until the first of April because that's the point at which is eight weeks away, and yeah, because that's when we have to get the legal stuff rolling, which they won't look at until eight weeks away. So it's kind of like I'm just not going to worry about it until the first of April. Then I'll panic, and it'll be fine. But uh, you know what they say? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking,
1: looking forward to the, the tournament-style <laughs> coverage of the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we,
0: we did joke about that but i i maintain that's a solid business idea and i i regret not plowing on with this at the beginning of the apocalypse and just being like <laughs> we you can hire us to do wedding coverage and stream it to all your all your all your guests i think it's genius like even even if the even if the apocalypse had cleared up we would still looking at our guest list and we're like oh, Well you know do we, we've got like 120 people that we like and you can't really afford 120 people and then you kind of want to take it down a bit but then you can't not invite this person because you've got to invite this person you've got to invite this person even though they live on the moon and can't get here but if you don't invite them you can't it's just like do you know what we should do we should just stream it to youtube uh yeah <laughs> i think we should i
1: think i'd you're selling your idea though you're giving it away nah, it's like
0: it's yeah, not organized it. i can't even I, i'm getting married in nine weeks and i can't even organize my own suit i don't think there's much danger of <laughs> of me of me doing the wedding coverage idea ever um then again this new camera is pretty sweet so i'm quite happy with this i'm quite happy with this <laughs> um uh yeah oh my we're talking about tournament coverage Ben. we didn't even mention bonehead bowl Ah, yes. That is, that is a quite an <laughs> important detail. Yeah, yeah we, we we announced it. You would have seen it if you follow us on anything at all. It's Saturday, the 3rd of July. It is currently limited on numbers because uh, basically the way in want to do this is make sure that if social distancing is still as it is, um, no one has to be turned away. So 24 spaces, we are fully booked right now. We're hoping that actually as it gets closer to the time, we can open up You know, another six to 12 spaces depending on the rules and everything um but super excited to have a tournament to aim for again and then mm. three weeks after that there's one of the isle of white which i think a few of us are going to go across to at uh, sand bowl three yep. they are heathens and make you take a star player and you're starting 11 though mm. which is i inn- think that's
1: interesting, interesting.
0: Yeah, it is. It's yeah. very good. We talked about this like, back in the old times. So basically, Hackflem tournament on the Isle of Wight, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just Grack, Uh just Grack and Crumbleberry in every team ever. Oh, uh, they work. They do their thing. I love Grek and Crumbleberry. Right. Um, and the thing is, this is the funny thing. Like, we've got four and a half, for four months. Yeah, three and a half months till the tournaments kind of start happening again. We've got Death Zone landing. We don't know which of those rules are going to be tournament legal. Um, There there could easily be another team out by then, Um, which is quite interesting uh, because that could change so much. So it's really kind of exciting to be three and a half months out and know that Games Workshop can drop something new within a kind of realistically, what, three weeks, four weeks from spoiler to release. So mm, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. excited for that. Um. Yeah, I think that basically wraps up hobby and bits of Bob Ben. Anything else from you? No, I think that's about it. Been quite a quite a rapid but chill couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. very fast. Yeah, it's been really <laughs> so... fast. We're hurtling towards summer, which is amazing because that means we're hurtling towards filming games and playing games and ah, uh, ball in in real life. I never never thought I'd be so excited to go outside with people. Um, uh, I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely she am. <laughs> uh, right, let's uh, let's actually let's take a let's take a time to uh, to talk about Death Zone. And we're back. So on the fifth of March, Games Workshop did a thing. They released a pitch side report saying the Death Zone supplement is coming. So there's not a huge amount of details out about it, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk through the actual details and kind of. Just speculate on what that's going to be, what's going to happen, what could happen, what could not happen. So, Death Zone, the ultimate Blood Bowl companion, is going to come out. Before we even look inside, Ben, what kind of time frame do you expect for this to be released in?
1: It's so hard to tell, because Games Workshop have announced so much stuff um, lately. Is the Tree Man out No. <laughs> I actually had to think for a second. <laughs> um,
0: the Croxigal isn't. We've never seen the Croxigal. To be fair, they're just like, nah. This are good enough without the Croxigal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. But yeah, the Tree Man took like a year to come out. So it did. Um.
1: This is a book, though, and they tend to release books quite quick. So I don't know. I reckon maybe maybe it's a month or two away.
0: Hmm. I reckon. I reckon may i reckon may which is good that would be good for us that gives us enough time to kind of adjust anything that needs to happen ready for the tournament so basically let's let's talk through what's in there let's talk through what's in there at the moment Uh, so you'll find lots of ways to keep things fresh inside from game-changing options for every coach like a huge variety of mercenary players which we'll talk about in a second these freelance players aren't quite as well known as star players yet, but they offer crucial skills to patch up a weak spot in a team's roster and allow you to mix things up to keep your rivals guessing. There's five broad categories and loads of options for each. There's a mercenary that's just right for teams of any size and disposition, um, including a big guy, a, a non race specific big guy, just the bona fide big guy, which is quite interesting. There's traits. Have we talk about that? Yeah. Let's just go straight into it. Yep. So the bona fide big guy um, is 130k movement for strength five, inch four plus, passing five plus, armor nine plus, bonehead loner four plus, mighty blow plus one, and throw teammate. What are your thoughts, Ben? This is really interesting
1: because this opens up. There's one thing that excites me the most about this, which I'll go. On, I'll probably say at the end, but I think the fact that This it's kinda like ogre stats. I think it's a bit slower, isn't it? Yeah. Um but the ten K less, like there's pretty much low an ogre price if ten K is worth, you know, one movement. Um Um, one
0: one movement and thick skull I think is missing. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah. Um and armor armor, actually.
1: Oh, it's nine plus. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thinking old school armor nine. nine. Yeah. 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 I'll say so, but yeah, but still, one hundred thirty k is very affordable as an inducement. That's kind of what you would want. Um, the fact that it has throw teammate, that's pretty interesting because there are a couple of teams right that have right stuff but no one to throw.
0: No, there is. Oh, are there not? No, Sk- skinks are the only stunty, but they don't have right stuff.
1: Everybody, right. Else... I guess. Maybe I'm thinking of like. Um seems like underworld which would take which could take a rat ogre yes and then induce this
0: i mean Bear, yeah. i'm going to jump on here let's rephrase this reframe this from a 10k discount from an ogre to a 15k upgrade from a troll yeah, that's very true. You've got a goblin team, a snotling team, a whatever. It's a goblin team with this guy. 130k, same movement as a troll, but bonehead rather than really stupid. No always hungry. And it's Ag4 instead of Ag5, which isn't massively different, but unless you're trying to dodge or something. It's got Lona 4+, plus. but everybody's got Lona 4+. Well, that's not true. Some of them have got Lona 3+, plus, but it doesn't matter because... Bonehead is just so much better than really stupid and always hungry. If you're gonna be throwing stuff, and on a team like goblins or snotlings, you're gonna have 130k. <laughs> Basically, if we allow this in in anything and everything, goblins and snotlings just got an ogre on their team. Yeah, that's that's quite that's quite
1: substantial. You know, it's a goblin team with Ripper, who throws reliably not obviously this is bonehead but that's not that much different no it's not really stupid than that yeah ripper changes a lot for the throwing game of goblins yeah so yeah for 130k to do you know it's basically half the price of ripper to kind of do the same thing just on a two plus so yeah that's pretty i mean
0: what about this like halflings as well like take one tree and then you get the cash you just chuck this guy on instead, and he's just not as good at throwing as a tree, by all means, but he's movement four. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it's definitely, it <laughs> definitely different, he's got loner, so it is less good, but you know, like, you get those times where you're like, ah, oh, uh, can't quite afford this, can't quite afford this, do I take a re-roll, or do I just take a big guy? So really intriguing as to whether this is going to be, what this is going to be legal in. Um, I, I just I just the, I mercenaries not normally allowed from Blood Bowl 16 in tournament settings so I don't think we'll see mercenaries in tournaments because they're a kind of a match inducement not you wouldn't normally see them I think we'll see them banned because I think Ian Whannam well, immediately twigged to this one and was like "oh cool I can take it over my amazon team" And I'm like, no, 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 no. No 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 no. Like I'd trade a big guy for two blitzers. That's fine. That's a bargain. I'm happy yeah. with that. But not just my Amazon team. to deal with. <laughs> yeah, my Amazon team comes in at a million with all the skills I need. Uh, it's a TV 1200 tournament. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a big guy as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it is really cool because if this is a, a league-only inducement, do you take a wizard or do you take a bona fide big guy at 130? No, I think
1: that's the question we always ask, and I think this is really a case where it's tough. Is this better, better than a really wizard? Better yes i think i think this is better than a wizard hugely and i love wizards yeah it doesn't do every doesn't do stuff instantly like a wizard can do in a clutch situation but just the presence of having you know an ogre light on the board is is really 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 big
0: (laughs) yeah i mean one movement one armor do you know what that's fine like that's just fine because you're there for the strength five and you're in the brawl anyway Yeah, you got Mighty Blow. Mighty Blow is absolutely huge. So that's not it. That's not all, because there's also a bit underneath it that says you might want to search even further to find one that's got a reputation for brutality instead of tossing their teammates down the pitch. That's where trait packages come in. So we're going to see different trait packages. Uh, They let you pick exactly what you're looking for. So trait package here, gain the Frenzy skill, the Animal Savagery trait, and the Claws and Prehensile Tail mutations, but lose throw teammate for 20k more available to teams with Badlands Brawl, favored of lustrian Super League, Sylvanian Spotlight or Underworld Challenge special rules. I'm so glad because could you imagine
1: humans with a frenzy <laughs> a frenzy clause
0: <laughs> thing. Uh, uh, yeah, humans, dwarves, uh, uh uh halflings like yeah, it's interesting. This one's really interesting, but this is chaos, man. This is like yeah. Your chaos team gets a Rat ogre? Pretty much, with claws. This is a rat ogre.
1: Like it's it's kind of I think it's more akin to a bloodthirster. Because it has claws and frenzy. Uh yeah, but so does the rat ogre. It's claws mighty mighty blow and frenzy for 150k. That is a bargain, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Like that is really ramping up the carnage at this point and
1: so a I, tale yeah that's, yeah that's really
0: good it's a, a poor man's rato man, this, rat is, this is what we take instead of a beast of noble
1: <laughs> we take this this <laughs> frenzy claws. yeah if I, could go. I think
0: i think potentially so so this is really interesting this is uh, uh, this is this is really interesting ben i mean i'm a little bit scared from a tournament point of view but if it's just for league inducements how do you think this like is this is this bad is this good what do you think i think this is good i think
1: more options are usually always better um the presenting the options gives you also the option to say let's not do this in our because it's a bit too much but i think the fact that this exists i think is really cool and i'll say the point i said i'll say to the end for it is i like that it's just a big guy which means you can make it whatever you want yeah no one's going to complain you know you can really you can tie this into your team and you can say I've made this thing that's technically not part of my team. If I am ever drawn back, he's coming in, and it can be this like awesome, like chaos thing. It could be death roller, you know, a start over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be anything with that stat
0: line. Yeah. That that is just yeah. a base big guy that come, kind of encompasses everything. Exactly. So, okay, so yeah. my next question for you is: It says there is uh, five different categories. Is that right? I am um, um, sure it says five. Huge varieties of players da, 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 with five broad categories. So bona fide big guys One, What else do you think we'll see? Yeah. Do you think we'll see I a play. stunty?
1: Probably. Yeah. That that would be really interesting actually, having a stunty. Because there are teams with big guys and no stunties. Am I getting that wrong again?
0: Uh oh, human yeah, nobility. Oh nobility, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. higher a cheeky halfling on there. Um but also yeah. it just gives Living
1: you in, I meant mid right stuff, but yeah. then the crocs doesn't even have It gives
0: you extra, yeah. though, doesn't it? It gives you Chaos Renegades uh, potentially another stunty guy to yeah. buddy up. That is very true. Um, and also if it, if that comes in low, so let's look at this this star player this star player, this mercenary is halfway kinda of between a troll and an ogre about one thirty. Um if they brought a bona fide stunty in, it could be forty K. You know, mm-hmm. with halfling stats. Well, that's an inducement anybody yeah. can say. They've got an extra player. You can just take him for 40k, chuck him on the line. Uh, or you can use him to run around a foul, for example. Or you can use him as ammunition. Um, you know, not a great place to be, but that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, that's um, really exciting. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay, so the big guy we've seen, potentially a stunty. I think probably a stunty. Um, yeah. Do, do you think we'll see like a, a blitzer a passer and a catcher
1: it's just really interesting because it's like when you start talking about that then you're just sort of going into star player territory right it's kind of just you've got this this player who does stuff for a fixed price well
0: that's that's what these guys that's what that's their their designation like a huge variety of mercy players these freelance players aren't quite as well known as star players yet but they offer crucial skills so i wonder if it's just kind of like a generic I need a blitzer for this game. I will hire yeah. a poor man's griff. Um, yeah, need someone with block. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite interesting. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I kind of like it as a fixed alternative to star players, if I'm honest. I think there's like a market for that because sure, I love the stars. I love all the all the star players. I think they're all fantastic. But there is the element of, you know, I think we, we were maybe talking about it the other day where it's like you have characters in your game that aren't your dudes yeah. they are the world's
0: dudes we're talking about aos and stuff won't we
1: yeah where you know you're fighting a battle when it's you know why why isn't the gash here uh, and <laughs> the here. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly exactly yeah. every battle it's all these star players of, of warhammer like man these guys must be bored of fighting themselves uh fighting each other repeatedly yeah. <laughs> we kind of gave it a free pass for stars because it's their job to get hired for games but Exactly. Yeah, it does. Take... Kind of makes lets you create your own, and I think that's really exciting. Really exciting. And you're exactly right. What you could do as a league is just create a bunch of mercenaries for people to hire and give them a name mm-hmm. for your league or something like that. Like it's just cool. But yeah, I, I'm really hoping we'll see stunties. The trait packages are quite interesting as well. Um, yeah, you know, maybe we'll see it. I reckon for a big guy one, we might see a troll trait package um that gives you projectile vomit and regeneration something like that most likely yeah yeah but it yeah. gives them really stupid and it's 20k off so you can get a, a poor man's troll for 110k or something yeah there might be one with the um uh what's it called strong arm maybe oh that the would be that, yeah. well yeah i mean at that point i don't know why they haven't just said and it's an ogre and it's a poor man's rat ogre but i'm with yeah, you yeah. i'm with you i like the fact you got a bit of a, a design your own big guy <laughs> and the is yeah. the, it's the freaking dream as far as blood bowl comes so um, we've looked at mercenaries i'm a bit worried about them for tournaments but didn't have to include them um for league i actually really love it i, I think if you're down 150k mm-hmm i think it's a great place to be and it's more of an equalizer i think than a star massively um yeah
1: or at least especially with the, uh, i think especially with the claws frenzy prehensile that one yeah i, I think
0: that's a really uh, 150k you've got a rat ogre on your team and it's not gonna help you score a load but it's gonna help you survive um and i think that's i think that's really useful and i think from from we play a lot of league like a league is is our huckleberry um, we've normally got two or three leagues on the go at any one time, which is pretty sweet. And this is the kind of thing that's going to go down well, I think, with league players. Real nice, because yeah. if you're down 150, 200k, it's you're not in for a good match normally, because there's not a lot you can take. Maybe a wizard and maybe it'll work. Actually, if you can just take an ogre or a rat ogre and chuck it on your team to help you brawl, that's, that's a reasonable equaliser like okay, i like yeah that. really is. <clears throat> i like that really so is. um the next thing they talk about is uh, there are plenty of other ways to shake up your games one of the most common is a change of venue in death zone you'll also find all sorts of information about playing games in different environments playing game underground caught in a blizzard so i'm assuming this is uh like pitches and stadiums maybe
1: yeah it sounds similar to what they had or, you know they would release on the back of the pitch, the, the pitch boxes.
0: Yeah, they give it some rules, and yeah. kind it's of like that, isn't it? Now the necro pitch rules were in the spike as well. Yeah, um, but you're right. This is it. so they've got two example rules here. One is bubbling up from below. Uh, the players are aghast as viscous liquid begins to seep up from below. Whether this is a natural ph- phenomenon, a result of sabotage, or a dire warning that the stadium has no place being built above sewage pipes, is definitely not pleasant. All players on the pitch subtract one from their movement. Um, And the next one is freezing. Um, When a player falls over or is knocked down, the coach of the opposing team must apply a plus one modifier when making an armor roll against them. So, you know, they're kind of like, these look like global things rather than thematic pitches. This is like a plus one movement, minus one movement. Potentially, we'll see passing modifiers in here as well, Ben.
1: That would be cool. I love that, you know. We love passing. So it'd be good to have stuff
0: like that breezy you know <laughs> <Harry's the book. laughs> Yeah, exactly um but you know bubbling up from below actually minus one to all movement if everybody is slower passing gets better in my opinion yeah because yeah. that would be the same as saying quick passes are four squares because it's kind of the same thing and that's that's i like that that's a cool little meta shift so we're going to see some terrain rules you know some some setting rules which i think is really cool and i'm very excited to see that whether you run them in your league or not i don't know we what did we used to do uh, and ask to get the stadiums into use i can't
1: remember i don't think I ever used one i know a couple of players did we didn't we give like an incentive where you give like an extra
0: it was an extra money yeah extra 10k if you you'd have uh, used a random stadium yeah Which kind of added a bit of risk um yeah it was definitely an option anyway we've slow rolled this the most exciting thing here Mm. is that Blood Bowl Sevens is now official Games Workshop territory. Um this. Oh, man, this is just the biggest news. Uh, talking of different ways to play, ever tried a game of Sevens? Name for the smaller size of the teams. Sevens is a beloved version of the game. It's usually played by amateur teams for fun, practice, or the attention of a franchise recruiter. Along with a smaller team, Sevens is played on a smaller pitch, and the action is that much more intense for it. While the rules are very similar, the smaller format makes the game much faster to play and set up. Busy coaches will love it. You can still take part in leagues, hiring and advancing players just like you would with full-sized games. And look at the pitch. There is a pitch. There is going to be a Games Workshop pitch for Sevens. I hope it's going to be double-sided. There's still trapdoors. The pitch is the same size as the Sevens pitches we use in Ben. So that's fantastic. I was terrified. When I first heard this, I was like, oh, oh no. So this does bring about a couple of things I want to chat about, Ben. And the the first one of those is, do you think they'll change anything?
1: I think we'll see some changes. I think um, it's always been a thing with the uh, kickoff table and stuff, right? When That's always been different. I think we'll probably have an official different kickoff table. Um, Probably going to be quite similar to the one we already use um yeah other than that i think you know i, I hope not because Evans is in a really good place you know we love Sevens. it's it's always so much fun uh it's kind of like if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it i can't really think of much to uh, change in zevans I, I hope they don't take the the shorter passing route and stuff like that um oh that would be yeah i wouldn't enjoy that i forgot about yeah, that yeah because it's already yeah passing's really fun in zevans because it really is a game changer when you pull off a cool pass
0: and now um, it's harder to do. Essentially, like it's yeah, it's not. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, my biggest my biggest concern at first was, although now you said the passing thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but I thought about the roster changes because back in the day it was half positionals, then it got changed to note to four positionals. Um, you know, yeah. we've talked about this a couple of times about which one we prefer, which one we think is going to be better for for the game and everything. I I love the 0 four. I would not be opposed if they went half positionals. Like that would be fine. I'd be okay with that. Uh, it wouldn't change things massively. Like it would just mean we've got new builds to take, uh, and that's okay. Like I really love choosing four positionals. I think that, but actually being able to take half a team, it, it would be fine if that's what they did. However, Ben. What if they do it in a way that somehow works with the um with uh, the the sprues? So I think you guys mentioned this in the chat. Yeah, it's bl- that's like blitzball, right? You buy a blitzball
1: box and you get half a box. You get one sprue, don't you? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the kind of route they go down because they already have those blitzball blocks. Blitz Bowl, that's a hard thing to say, Blitz Bowl <laughs> boxes. <laughs> um, yeah. They already have those for sale in, in the countries that have Blitz bowl. So, but the good- that's, I would expect them to go down that kind of
0: route. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of, we've seen it with OWA, we've seen it with, with Underworld and kind of what they're doing with stuff. And I did wonder if that's kind of uh, uh, where, where, they'll, where they'll head. But on the plus side, you do need seven players. And that means that, what is it? Uh, undead, Necro, Snotlings. Well, the only yeah thing. it would be awkward if they did <laughs> yeah so maybe we won't maybe and this is the best possible outcome is they just drop it basically the same as it is right now uh yeah n- yeah no like four that. positionals uh, re-rolls are half the price twice the price half the price would be interesting um and you know i'm just really excited to see if they change anything about the format i just yeah. rosters changing uh passing rules changing It's interesting they've put here that you can still take part in leagues, hiring advancing players just like you would with full-sized games of Blood Bowl. Um, That can get out of hand in 7s because Mm. you just, you know... Start to become an 11s team. (laughs) Hey, that would be a great story. Like That would be a really really great story. (laughs) Uh, but the next cool thing is while the rules are familiar we've done that bit perhaps the best part of sevens is a new type of inducement that represents the way amateur teams play these desperate measures that's what they're called add loads of character like this one which represents entrenched rivalries between local teams this one's called grudge match your team has a long standing and violent rivalry with the opposition you may use this desperate measure at the start of one of your team turns before any player is activated for the duration of this team turn, your team can commit any number of fouls, rather than just one.
1: Of this, so much. This is <laughs> this is really sevens.
0: Now, it really it, is when you've got that that like it, just it, kind of ridiculousness. It is like this is formatted as if it's from the rules, which, as opposed to a special play card. So, I'll be interested to see how this works as an inducement. Whether it is a menu you can choose. Um, which i think would be absolutely fine like chuck it in have a menu put them each one at a different price and you're allowed to kind of go yeah all right for 30k i'll take this or or we'll see a 7 special play card deck yeah um which yeah can...
1: to, to be fair I, I look at this one this grudge match deck and it's quite scary like <laughs> yeah one well, this this turn really multiple crazy. fouls yeah, and you don't have
0: that many players in sevens. You take out
1: two key players with a couple of fouls.
0: Well, that's not back. it. It's not only that. It's their ward answer goes down. You foul them with one dude, it doesn't work. You then move in and foul <laughs> them with another dude, and that's it. Like That's probably the bigger thing, is it's not just fouling multiple people. Like If it works, then yeah, you are. But having a chance to foul a dude two or three times at a turn, massive yeah. Massive. I'm not even going to bother really, running I, the numbers. So you
1: say a player like a wardancer carries a team in sevens,
0: you know? Yeah, it's it's basically most of the team when it comes to to wood elves. Depending on the team value, which I think they'll probably stick to 600 because it just works really well. Um, so uh, this is the cool thing though. Blood Bowl sevens is a fantastic way to try out a new team uh, or perfect a tricky play you've been working on. You'll find yourself looking for excuses to play this alternate version once you've got a few games under your belt. That just sums up Sevens. So I'm hoping that it will stay similar. All this, and I've barely even scratched the surface, Death Zone is loaded with lots of great stuff, including new inducement, options for various types of stadiums, unique balls, special match events, and more. So this just looks like a compendium of... this. Just, I think this is going to give us so much content. Um, and I'm so excited. I just cannot wait for this to drop, mostly so I can find out what's happened to Sevens. Um, you know, but actually, yeah, I think the sevens thing is the thing I'm most looking forward to in this one. How about you? For me, it's the bona fide big guys. I think if these are really well balanced and
1: we can use them in league, I I just think, I think it's going to be a hobby, you know,
0: wonderfulness. That is really true. Actually. Um, it gives you an option to kind of brew up, build a model, paint a model, paint something cool Mm -hmm. to support your team. I love it. I'm really excited for this. I, from a tournament point of view, I don't think we'll see any of this hit except sevens. Um, I don't think we'll see mercenaries in most competitive play, and I think that's appropriate because it does throw the balances of the teams out. When you're getting inducements, yeah. you're just trying. You are you are literally trying to up your balance. So I feel like this is fine. Like, um, but in a tournament, you know, like two 1.2 million teams going against each other, one's got an extra rat ogre. I mean, I'm excited, clearly, but I don't think that would be the best for balance. Not that Blood Bowl's balanced anyway, but still, so cool, so so so, so cool. cool. Um, right, I we have nothing else to cover on Death Zone. I just think it's going to be really exciting. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's move on to the next bit. So the last thing we want to talk about today is franchise leagues. So this is kind of something that we just spoke about a couple of times. I came across this thing in Fumble. It's called College Fumble. It's really, it's, it's an absolute, it's, a, it's clearly a, a labour of love for these people. Um, and essentially what it is, is it, it's there to mimic kind of how the American football season works. There are dedicated teams they're all named there's 32 of them and what they do is they bring in coaches to pilot a specific team and as the next coach takes over that team stays the same so between seasons uh they'll swap coaches some coaches will play some coaches will drop out and then they look for somebody else they recruit somebody else to take over one of the teams that's been dropped and it just got me thinking that actually that's a really cool thing to do because we've we've talked about it before, Ben, haven't we? Where um you know, we like building our own team and having its own identity.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we talked about uh limit like uh, I say limited, uh Magic the Gathering. No, we talked about um thematic leagues, you know, like the Lustrian one, like a dwarf one. Yeah. Where actually we're gonna play a six-week dwarf only league. These are the special rules within it. These are your teams and you can you can brew up in their special rules or you know stuff like that. And we talked about that and it's really cool, but the your angle is that you create a team during that window. You play it's like a, a one-shot DD adventure. You create a character, you run it on this adventure, and then the character is gone because it sits outside of the canon. You know, this is kind of like inverse of that in that you as a coach just drop in pick up somebody else's team run it for a season or two seasons or whatever develop that team and then move on and it got me thinking about a couple of different things first of all ben i described that when we did seven super series we brought a coach on, they ran a team, they chose a skill, and they handed that team over to the next coach. I mean, you played, I don't know, like six games or more in seven Super Series, so you were there for like half of them. Um, how did that feel for you as a coach?
1: I love it. I think it's really cool to see the decisions someone else does with the same team. I think there's a lot to learn. So I think I enjoyed it more from watching how other people played differently how i played them and like how what we kind of did with that didn't we is we kind of chose a skill to give them because we kind of leveled them up at the end of each game yeah um that was really cool because you kind of leave a bit of personal touch on them and so you kind of like set your next coach up saying this is what i think is going to be good i've put my bit of flavor in that you you go you go make it work i really like that and and it's yeah like i said it's really satisfying to watch someone else sort of coach them and you can be like oh they did that oh maybe i should have done that." and that's really cool or that time
0: rick gave multiple multiple blocks with tree man um yeah (laughs) in sevens and never quite never quite played out but you know it's just i thought that element was one of my favorite things of sevens like of our series was the incremental like improvement It's definitely something we want to bring back um hopefully we're going to find a way to include you guys as listeners and viewers as well. That would be really sweet for us to find a way to do that. I don't know how we're going to do it with the recording schedule, but eh, we've got six, seven weeks to figure that out and also to paint six suits, six teams. Um, And that's fine. (laughs) We can do that. That means we've got five weeks to worry about it and one week to do it. Um, You know, I love that element because the teams themselves started creating character that was bigger than just a coach. So in our league team, like Ben, you played in our league a couple of seasons. Uh, was it ever that you were like, oh, "It's the Lambourne Miners," or was it, oh "It's James's Dwarfs"? You know. And, and when you played against me, was it, "Oh, it's the Never Bay Nightmares," or was it, our oh, just Ben's horrible Skaven team"? You kind of, yeah, you kind of
1: think of it as the coach, right? You kind of think like, "That's uh, I, I'm playing Ben Skaven." more more so, than yeah yeah more than the team itself yeah you remember the coach I think
0: so for it mean it really I, I'm, I'm the same like couldn't tell you most of our teams in their league their names except for when I did like the results mm. and stuff um but when you think about our7 super series you know like the carvelings they were just like it was the carvelings you know and the red skulls yeah. it was just like they are teams and the really cool thing about being involved with the College Fumble League, which I have I literally joined yesterday, have been, been talking to them for a couple of weeks, is I am now going to be the Yuan Jin head coach. And I've got... Now, they went deep. So this is definitely something to talk about. So the College Fumble team, they've basically got custom rosters for 32 teams. And I mean custom rosters. Everything is unique. Like there's the linemen. Like on my team, they're 5-2-2-9. Okay, and they're ten k each. Every player, oh. yeah, every player is is unique. They have like set rules to build it and everything, which is quite an extreme way of doing it. But the whole point is they've got and they've built thirty two different identities. Like Ben, I know you're kind of not massively uh, involved in NFL, but like there are some teams that have certain play styles. So it'd be like picking up, you know, um, the Browns and. They don't have any catchers. They've just got extra blitzers. You know that kind of thing, or you know, ah, oh, it's the the Packers. You know, their quarterbacks are edge four. There's like elements that make your team unique. Um, I think too much of that is probably not necessary. But the thing it made me think of was Dungeon Bowl, mm-hmm. and and the reason for this is because Dungeon Bowl, more than anything, had teams you could play that were rosters not like teams of legend like because you, you know there's like you know the the human team and this there's the skaven bite scramblers and they've got these players and these were the players and this is their skill but but in dungeon mm-hmm. ball they had the blood axes and the blood axes were made up of humans dwarves and something else I can't actually remember what their third player type was maybe they didn't have one but, you know and in, and you had like an identity So we talked about special leagues and we talked about how you build up your own like brand identity. How would you feel going into a league for a season and you had to redraft straight away? So say we did a mixed team thing. So uh, we gave you a choice because there's two openings. There's a uh, dwarf human roster and a, I don't know, ogre skaven team and we said right this is you know you get a choice of those two teams ben um these are the mm-hmm. rosters from last season everybody's redrafting to 1200 you know which one do you fancy coaching like how would you feel about joining a, a, a league like that see i think
1: that that's pretty interesting to me i see that if oh i don't know I don't know. I like the concept of it. I like that. It's exciting. I think for me, you get attached to a tabletop team more so than an online one. So if this, if we're going in for this as a tabletop team, I feel like
0: I'd enjoy it less. Interesting. Okay, that is that's, that's that is very interesting. Because obviously we focus heavily on tabletop rather than Blood Bowl 2. We play a lot of Fumble, but that's mostly because the world is closed. Um, and it's a good way to sneak extra games in but okay so let's say we were doing this from a tabletop point of view um it kind of works from a youtube angle so if we said you know here's the the team um oh i think you've frozen on your camera ben he's still there and we are going to take a very quick break and we're back. We had tech issues. It's entirely my fault because the beginning of the podcast was really easy. And I was like, hey, this is going really <laughs> well. <laughs> and then Ben's the just like, <laughs> Nah. <laughs> the thing is, I need to watch the video back and listen to the recording to find out how long you were just frozen for while I was talking at you. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, but what we were saying is about um, getting a buy-in to somebody else's team on Fumble or online. There's less you know, of an incentive. So, we were talking about how and if you could get that buy in on tabletop. So, did you have any thoughts about that, Ben? So, if we were to do this kind of thing on tabletop at a club night, we'll, we'll cover YouTube in a minute, but on a club night, how do you think you could do this? Or do you think it could even be done?
1: Now, I think it's going to be pretty, I think it'll be pretty tricky to do. Um, Kind of what I was getting at. I think before my internet died, I don't know if it caught it, but it was like, <laughs> uh, it just the idea that you, for me, I think the experience of going to league and playing tabletop is to take my team and grow my team the team that I've like put love and paint into. Um, to go and pick up a different team that I don't, I'm not really attached to, wouldn't really do it for me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I love the idea, I think it would be good in, like, a limited event thing. Um, I think maybe, like, like a short-term event, maybe, like, a weekender, or it's, like, a super, like, a fast league or something like that, and you turn up, you don't know what you're going to get, and you just get given something. There, like, is, there, is is a, there is a
0: tournament that does that. That's done, done that for years, where oh, they, really? they've got one of every team, um, and, like, you get a, assigned a team, like, the week of the tournament, and you don't bring anything. You just rock up and play this one team that's already prepared for you.
1: Um, that sounds pretty cool. I like that idea, and in a league setting, I think that could work if it's like a limited league, um, or a tournament. I think on a week by week basis, yeah, or, or or a tournament, yeah, or a tournament. But on a week by week basis for tabletop, I think it's quite difficult because I think the real appeal of tabletop gaming is your dudes, you know.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I completely get that. So, what about? Okay, we'll take Dungeon Ball again. It's a really, I think it's a really mm. solid example. In Dungeon Ball, there's 10 different teams. And those teams are named teams, but are basically 10 different types of team. Okay, so Black Widows have undead, mummies, and trolls or something. Um, oh, skeletons, mummies, and trolls. Yeah, it's on the screen. And, you know, what if um, we were like, right, actually, what we're going to do is uh, for the LOLs in October, we're going to have a Dungeon Ball month. Um, who wants in? Uh, And then we'll draft a team type. So, you know, you get Doomforges, you build a Doomforgers team. It's your team, but they are the Doomforgers for this event. I I don't feel like the buy-in is going to be as good. I I feel like I, I just like it's cool to build your own team. But if you're going to build and paint your own team, you really want to do it for you, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. And I think that's completely fair. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like no one, well, actually, I can't say no one. There's probably people out there, but not many people, I don't think I know anyone who plays the Reikland Reavers in a league. Yes. Yeah, you're exactly right. They get right. their games in actual box, they paint them up like that, and it's like, I have the Reikland Reavers. I don't really know anyone who does that. There's probably many people out there yeah. and all power to you. And that's, you know, that's great. That's how you enjoy your hobby. But I haven't had that experience.
0: So what about, um, what about this? This is my last sort of question, I think, on this. Is, for example, the way we do our YouTube show. Like we've got sevens. Um, and oh, and how we're going to do it with the elevens is probably going to be very, very, very similar. So we will have uh, the Black Mountain Buccaneers, which is the Black Orc team. Right. Or the uh, I need to check the name of the uh, actual team. I can't remember. How do I see my desktop without wrecking the camera? The Marienburg Minotaurs, which is the nobility team. And, you know, you've got this. And it's the same for sevens. Is You turn up, you play a specific team, and then you pass it on to the next guy. What if there was a halfway house? Okay, so that's the franchise league bits. Everyone bids on a team. You can do that. Maybe you could do it for a tournament day. That might be quite fun to do. Like, actually, this year I ran the Marienburg Minotaurs and I went 3-0 and it was really cool, I did this but what if like, I think we talked about it before but you know like house robots in Robot Wars Mm -hmm. what if you came to an event or you came to something or we ran a league or something where you had to fight an end boss or you had to fight a house team that was the same and you took your team against a specific named team or a franchise team that someone else was running would, how would that that's fit? pretty cool on the buy-in scale there you go i answered that
1: brilliantly <laughs> yeah i think that's that's pretty neat actually where you could kind of like did that work like someone pick that up let's say if they chose not like they didn't really want to carry on their league team or are you just saying that's like a one-off someone would be playing the <laughs>
0: well actually what i was thinking of um is what i was brainstorming ideas for when the world reopens and i think we spoke about it before of having like a, like a drop in sevens day where we book out the rpg yeah. room in toyman's in toyman and people can book in to play a challenge game or a couple of challenge games and they play against teams from the series set so they bring a sevens roster and then they play five games of sevens for a day and they see how well they do against the house teams or you know we run a sevens tournament but actually last place plays against a house team like every single round that player just gets dropped out and goes against one of the famous teams or something like that it's just i really love the idea of having a, a team brand and this college yeah. bowl thing has got me really interested about it and the other thing like that I did wonder if we could do some way was like I was talking about this, this Friday night fumble thing is to create 10 teams, 10 unique teams. So all just 10 unique rosters. So the dungeon bowl ones fit this out perfectly and we get people to sign up and, you know, Ben's involved and he's going to run the black widows for the six week league and see how he does. And then next season, someone else will take over the black widows where he left off. Like, I just I this it's not an element of Blood Bowl I had ever thought about before at all. No, it's really out there.
1: It's it's really cool though. It's very like like you say, it's kind of very real.
0: Yeah, it's really awesome. It's bigger than you. You know, if my my Skaven team goes away and no one cares. Skaven team's done. But actually Mm -hmm. it would be really cool if you know, who's running the Skaven this time round? Ooh, it's James. You know, oh, Ian's got the undead this time. Like, he's running that league, you know. And then you've got that classic like, oh man, I went three and three. I really hope he doesn't do better than me, but if he does, it's because I brewed those guys up in the first season, or, you know, like last season I went yeah. four and two and you've messed it all up and you've got the mummy killed and now you're in a really rubbish spot. I I just I feel like there is an element of Blood Bowl there that is untapped and I'd be really interested to see if we can explore it because that's what we do more blood bowl is more better and if there is a if there is more if there is a bigger thing and we love the idea of competition blood bowl and streaming it and just having a great time but actually if there's an element of rpg here where you can build teams and like franchises brands in them i think it's really cool but the last thing i'll say is this college fumble thing i've put the link in the show notes please go and have a look because they've got random events they've got star players like it's really highly narrative and it's really interesting and it's uh, i've just i'll be streaming all the games and they said it's fine so i'll stream them all so you guys can watch them on <laughs> youtube and uh i just think it's going to be really unique and it's just another element of blood Bowl that i i didn't even know existed um and uh yeah, yeah. really interesting i really hadn't thought about that not at all never Dungeon Ball was the closest thing I got to this. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. I could build a Doom team," but it was never going to be a Doom team. It was always the Amethyst College. Like, I'm going to take an Amethyst College team because those teams are like this. It's never. I'm going to run the Doom Forges, you know. I'm mm. and I've never considered. I've always I've always disliked it, to be honest. So I'm like, no, I'll be my team, thank you. Um, but you know, when there's a kind of legacy element in there. Oh, that's really interesting to me. So I'd be really interested to see what, what you guys out there listening think of this kind of thing. Um, and do keep an eye out for uh, when the games are. I'll do my best to publicise it because, actually, I don't know, it could be really interesting to watch. Um, and, you know, more Blood Bowl is more better and forever shall be. Groovy. Right, Ben, I think we've covered absolutely everything today. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we go? I think that, I think that's covered it, Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Anyway, quick reminder. um, Oh, sorry, go for it. Ben, just waiting for that release date on the Death Zone. Death Zone, is. I'm super excited about that. I I just want to know what they're going to do to Sevens. Am I going to need to film 29 more videos if the builds change? Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Part of me is very... I'll tell you what, it would be nice not to, but I would genuinely be really excited to have to go and brew up rosters if they change it at all even if they add one positional mm. or take one positional away or something like that, it's going to be game changing. Literally. Um, let's just hope they get out before we even get a chance to film the next uh, seven series, Ben. He's <laughs> probably, uh,
1: that, that would be so helpful. That it, would be, it's probably a really
0: good, good timing. We're doing 11s first. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right guys. Uh, we are going to wrap up for now. Do not forget. We've got that competition going on with the adjusted rosters. Um, massively excited to see where you guys come up with that and do let us know what you think of franchise leagues and if you are at all excited about death zone and which dwarf team you're buying um because apparently there's a ton of good ones uh and i don't know maybe they're fun Don't know, might have to do some more exploring (laughs) yeah (laughs) groovy bt thanks very much for joining me and talking about blood bowl
1: appreciate it
0: and uh thanks very much for listening and watching and we will see you again soon see you later